Let's take our Bibles. I was challenged this past week. Take your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. This is after the resurrection of Christ. Actually, this all happened on the day of His resurrection, but it's later on in the day. And I want to read a few verses, and there's a verse in here God's been burdened in my heart with, and you'll see it here in just a moment. I want to try to encourage us with it this afternoon. Luke chapter 24, to set the context of Scripture, Jesus has risen from the dead earlier in chapter 24. Starting in verse 13, we have the two disciples that are on the road to Emmaus. They are discouraged and down because they have not heard the message of the resurrected Christ. So it's during that travels that Jesus comes and says it. He draws nigh to them, and they say that he was put to death and buried. And so we we pick it up in verse number 27. This is Jesus speaking now. In verse 27 it says, And beginning at Moses and the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto the village whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread, and blessed it, and brake, and gave to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him. And he vanished out of their sight. Now we've read that account several times. I've preached out of this passage of Scripture. But I want to come down to the next couple verses. It says in verse number 32, I'll just end with the 32. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures? And as I look down through that, I want to share, I want to encourage us this afternoon on this subject matter. And it may be a conviction or a challenge to some. For some, it may be a comfort. But I believe for the majority, there's at least a little area that it ought to be convicting to us on this subject matter, on the passion of the heart. Or we could say the burning of the heart. As we read down through, understanding the context of it, we have two disciples. They're not named here. I've heard so much speculation that some have gone back and, and, and actually made mention of who they believe these two disciples may be. We know it wasn't any of the 11 apostles because the Bible tells us they go back to Jerusalem and they find the 11 apostles. So it's two others beside that. But they're walking along and they are in their hearts and their minds. They are contemplating and really I believe they're down and discouraged because they just saw Jesus crucified three days and three nights earlier. And now they're walking, but Jesus comes alongside, expounds unto them. And what a blessing it would be. I don't care how much some people know the Bible. It'd be a blessing for Jesus to start at Moses and just say, yeah, you thought I was here. Look where I am over here. 
and expound unto each of us. Maybe we can take half of eternity and be able to do that. Maybe he can just sit down with us and say, okay, you thought you had it all figured out. I believe there's going to be a lot of humility when we get to heaven thinking we knew all of it. And he's going to say, you weren't even close. And can you imagine how it was? Imagine that, that, that walk that they had. But they made the statement that our hearts burned within us. Now, not in a bad way, but I believe what was taking place here was a renewing of the passion of their heart as Jesus was expounded unto them. I heard a testimony It was made mention this week, and I I thought they, they brought up about church in the past, and it was one little statement that was made, and they said, now years ago, going to church was the highlight of their week, and it wasn't talking about them personally. But they were talking about a culture and a passion and a burning of the heart inside of a church family. And they said when we would show up on Sunday, it was the highlight of the week of people coming in and people being a part and people fellowshipping together. And can I say as much as that was said, I said, Lord... I wonder how many in just maybe an area or two of their life just don't have that passion of their heart like they used to. And here it was, and the Lord brought me this week. This is just in my, my personal devotions. And, and no, it's not in my daily Bible reading. I'm already past the book of Luke as we're going through. I hope you're on schedule for your daily Bible reading, spending time in the Scriptures. But as I came back to this, and boy, I thought, you know, here's a couple disciples that they had been around. They had, they had seen Jesus. They had experienced the miracles that had taken place. Perhaps they got to eat with the 5,000 and, and uh, the 4,000. Maybe they got to see some people raised from the dead or got to see some lepers healed. And, but now they've lost something over the past few days. And now what went from thriving and being around and being in the middle of all of it, now they're walking and I believe that they're discouraged and they're down because their heart's burning when they start getting around Jesus and Jesus is brought to life to them. Not just physically walking on the road, but listen, Jesus was brought to life to them out of the Scriptures. And I thought, how wonderful it is. And listen, we'll get into this. Let me just give you point number one. And uh, listen, the passion of the heart, when this has taken place, when the burning of the heart's taken place, the scriptures were made alive to them again. And I want to encourage us, and there's four things. Number one, the scriptures. He says that it burned within them when he was uh, talked with them, by the way, while he opened unto us. The scriptures. And I thought, I wonder if we've lost our burning passion of our hearts for simply the word of God. 
I had a preacher tell me years ago, and I've never forgotten it. And In fact, it came back to my mind this week. And I'll be honest, I, I was not out door knocking as much as I usually do. I was not out. But here's what the preacher told me. He said, I may not spend as much time in prayer when I'm on vacation. <laughs> he said, but I will say this. He said, I, I never quit reading my Bible. And he said, I may sleep a little bit more, so I may not pray as much when I'm on vacation. He said, I may do some other things. He said, but I'll say this. He said, I can't go without my Bible. And he said, it's just that when we get into our lives and into our daily walking about. and Listen, if we get away from the Scriptures, and there used to be a time, and you know this as well as I do, that maybe that book meant a little bit more to you burning in your heart than what it does right now. And the disciple said that when they walked along the way, he said he expounded unto us the Scriptures and it burned in our hearts because the Scriptures were made alive to them once again. And I'm asking today, where's the passion of the burning of the Holy Word of God in each and every one of our lives? Maybe it started out that way. And listen, I love the, the passion of new Christians when they get a hold of it and they're reading. Then this is the, the very Word of God that they're able to read and to be able to get through it. They may not understand and know every word of it, but we've got some new Christians here just been saved in the past eight months or so. They've already read their Bible cover to cover. You know why? Just a passion and a burden for it. And I thought, what about some Christians who maybe just lost the passion and the burning in their heart for the Word of God? And maybe just perhaps we look back at it and say, well, it used to be that my personal devotion time, it used to be that the reading of the Scriptures and spending time in prayer, that was the highlight of my day. And I couldn't go on without spending time with the Lord and spending time in the Word. But now it's just kind of cooled off a little bit. Well, we've just gotten too busy for it. We've gotten to a, to a point, and I've seen these devotional books, and I, I don't understand how anybody could have a walk with God based on this 30 seconds for the busy Christian. 30 seconds with the Lord for the busy Christian. And I'm thinking, you're not going to have much of a walk with God. I'm thinking about writing that. How many, how many wives would endorse my book if I wrote it and said 30 seconds with your wife for a busy husband? How many wives would say, hey, that's wonderful. I'm fully on board. No, you're going to say, I want more than 30 seconds. Why do we think we can get away with that with God? But it used to be a time that the, the, the minutes and the, 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 the moments would get away from us as we're saturated with the Word of God and it was burning inside of us that we needed more of the Scriptures. And I'm saying perhaps having the Scriptures come alive to us once again because that's what happened here as He expounded and He opened to us the Scriptures. The Scriptures were made alive. But then second of all, I see this in the lives of these two disciples. And listen, we could spend a lot of time. How was it that Jesus was made known? It was made known in the breaking of the bread. Something when he broke that bread that they said, we've seen that before and they knew who it was. I don't know if they were, maybe they were helping around the upper room when they had the Last Supper. Maybe they were part of the 5,000 and Jesus blessed and break the bread. Maybe when they broke it, the sleeves came up a little bit and they saw the nail-pierced hands. I don't know. 
But something in that breaking of the bread caused a burning and a passion, and they knew who Jesus was. Second of all, I saw not just did the Scriptures come alive to them, but I saw, second of all, they had a desire to gather together. The Bible says in verse number 33, look what it says, and they rose up the same hour and returned to Jerusalem. Listen, they just had a long walk of a little over seven miles. They just had a walk of being discouraged and down. And Jesus comes nigh, and for that time they expound unto them the Scriptures. Imagine how quick they made that seven-mile trip back. Now they had something burning inside of them saying, Hey, we need to get back there to the disciples. Here's what they didn't know. The disciples already knew Jesus rose from the dead. The Bible says here that they returned and rose that same hour, returned to Jerusalem, and found the eleven gathered together and them that were with them, saying, The Lord is risen indeed and hath appeared to Simon. And they told what things were done in the way and how he was known of them in breaking of bread. And parallel passage is now in the midst of that. Of course, the disciples already knew earlier that morning. The ladies went and told them. But they're locked in that upper room. It's then that Jesus stood in the midst of them and said, Peace be unto you. And I started thinking, I said, when's the last time? Listen, it was just a burning passion inside of us. We just needed to gather together and be at church. Just needed to gather together and be at church. We wanted to, hey, let's go back and tell the 11. I could talk about all day long about a a message to be able to take to those that are out there. They came back to the 11 and gathered with them and said, hey, Jesus is risen indeed. You know that word indeed means of a surety? Or as the southerners would say, sure enough. (laughs) Just like he said he would. The Lord is risen and indeed is the surety of the statement that's just been made. But a desire to gather together. You remember how it was or maybe you've never had it. The burning desire. Listen, I, I talked about it this week. I sat down. I told Brother Peter we debriefed after, after I got back in yesterday and sat back in the office. I said, okay, fill me in. He went down through the list. Everything from last Sunday night, whatever it was, every day, all the way through. And I, I told him and, and filled him in. I said, I was able to disconnect. And I said, I appreciate you taking care of things and shared some things. I said, but you know, I said, I got thinking this week. I said, the people that I text and contacted the most literally were people that are right here inside this church. And I said, you know why that is? I said, these are my friends. <laughs> I said, these are the people that I'm around all the time. I said, these are the ones I want them to know what's going on. Not out of ministry and not out of duty. I said, but just out of laughing and fellowshipping and carrying on together. And I truly mean it when I say there is no place that I'd rather be. I said, they're right here at Granite State Baptist Church. And I just wonder this. Some start off that way. But I wonder about the burning and the passion of the heart of saying, you know something, I just can't wait to be at church. And when that testimony was given to me this week, it was just the highlight of the week. I said, Lord, would you burn that in our hearts again? I said that we just can't wait. We're not looking for reasons or excuses or just hoping something comes up so that we can get out of church. But we're just saying, man, I can't wait. There's nothing interfering, not because of this building, but because of just getting together with the church family and something burning inside of us saying, I just need to be there.
Boy, we can sure tell a difference when our attitude is I can take it or leave it. Well, I just don't want to be there. I'm going to sleep in this morning. Really? And, and, and God is that important in being around the people of God? Hey, listen, I overslept this morning. I did. I overslept. Crystal said, Peter, you got to get up. I'm still ready. Don't worry. I wasn't trying to download a message this morning for Father's Day or anything. Had it all ready and prepared. I said, I'm, I'm good to go. I didn't get up with a panic attack or anything. But I will say this. You don't have to try to convince me on a Sunday morning where do I want to be. I'm saying, God, would you burn something in our hearts and rekindle that fire? There is no place I'd rather be. I'm just going to be around God's people and be with, in God's house and be able to spend the time. Hey, it is more than just Father's Day today. It's the Lord's Day. Notice it's never called the Lord's Hour. Anyway, that's a message for another day, okay? Some just get here and check their clock. I'll show up at the last minute, leave at the first minute so that I can get out and do everything else that I want to go do and I've done my religious duty. It is the Lord's day, not the Lord's half hour, Lord's hour, okay? There is something there, okay? I'll I'll preach that another time. I think we're going to need that, okay? Found the eleven gathered together a desire... And I say the passion of the heart, the burning of the heart to be able to gather together as the church of the living God. But then I notice this, Jesus begins speaking to him. We have Jesus showing up. And listen, it's always good when we're gathered together and Jesus shows up. It was prayed last night. We still have our 7 o'clock prayer meeting on Saturday nights. And I was still here for prayer meeting last night and thoroughly enjoyed myself when I came in for prayer meeting last night. 7 o'clock, right here, 7 o'clock, Saturday nights, just praying for Sunday. Here's what was prayed for last night. I'm not bringing glory to a man or a lady, because there's ladies here praying too. Here's what was prayed last night. Lord, would you show up in person tomorrow so that we know you're among us? Hey, I'm okay with that. I don't think there ought to be a meeting where the Lord don't shows up. I think we're wasting our time. And it's not that the Lord ought to just show up. We ought to bring Him with us when we come. Because we've been with Him before we came. And He's just with us. He comes down through. He's speaking. The Bible says this. Jump down with me to verse number 45. He opens up their understanding again. Verse 45. Then opened He their understanding that they might understand the Scriptures. And said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in His name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And we are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far as to Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass, while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. Look at this. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And I thought, wow. What a statement. Do you understand that Jesus left them up on Mount uh, of Olives, the Mount of Olives there? He's ascended up into heaven. They returned to Jerusalem after worshiping Him with joy. And I thought, boy, wouldn't it be a wonderful day if our hearts started burning again with the joy of the Lord? 
You say, what do you mean, preacher? I'm saying if there's something in your heart, let it tell your wife about it. But listen, we get to going through life, and I'm not going to ask how many of you have lost your joy since the first day that you were saved, and you're just excited to be a Christian, be able to read the Word of God, to be able to gather together, and you say, yeah, I remember those days, and then I became spiritually mature. Well, I'll say this, get back to where it's burning inside of you, where the joy of the Lord is your strength, and you're thankful to be able to serve God. To be able to be a part of that and that renewed joy. You say they had no reason to be joyful. Jesus was just taken away. Isn't that interesting? They still had something when the physical presence of Jesus wasn't walking amongst them. They had something on the inside after they worshipped him. And I'll just give this as a side note too. Can I say this? When we're truly worshipping the Lord, there's going to be true joy in our lives. True worship always renews joy you say well try that let's let, let's see you try well i've tried worshiping him no you tried getting emotional and you tried working something up you say you can have your your closest friend taken away from you the one that they've been following for three and a half years and return to jerusalem with joy You know why? Because it was something that was burning inside of them and not just dependent on their outward circumstances. I'm saying God will put something inside of us and people wonder, what is it? You mean you actually want to be around these people? Yes. You mean you actually want to spend time in the Word of God? Yes. Now here's the thing. There's some that have lost it. And it's just not burning in their hearts. You say, Pastor, and I wish, listen, can I, can I just be brutally honest with us right now? I wish I could come and just flick a switch and turn it back on. But I can't. You know the times that I've been without joy in my life? Well, I'd sit in services and I'd ask the Lord, Lord, I, I want it back. I want it back. I want it burning in my heart. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't a flicking of the switch. Boy, it took some time. Boy, I had to saturate myself in the Word of God. I had to sit around the preaching of the Word of God and spend time in prayer, get around the people of God. And slowly, boy, it just started coming back. The joy of serving Jesus. And sometimes it's just missing in life. And you may be sitting here this afternoon and you say, well, I'm more like the two disciples that are on the road to Emmaus before this. And just discouraged and just down. And listen, what I'm praying and saying is saying, God, would you please start that fire and get it burning in their hearts once again. The burning for the scriptures. The burning for the fellowship of the the church family coming together saying, listen, that's what I need. I need to be around the church family. Boy, I'm, I'm burning for it. My heart's burning with joy. Then can I say the passion of a heart for a continuation of faithful service? Continuation of faithful service. The Bible says in verse number 53, and we're continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. Boy, what a closeout for a testimony. Do you understand after the scriptures became alive to them, they wanted to go get together with the 11. They went out there. Their joy was renewed. Their worship in the Lord. They came back and said, well, we can't get enough of this. Hey, let's do more. Continually in the temple, praising and blessing God. 
Can I say this? We don't have to go to the temple today, but we go to church. Because he said the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. I'm saying, Lord, I want to be in continual service for you. You know why we take times, and, and, uh, and I appreciate this week. It's, it's been wonderful, and I thank the Lord for it. I'm ready to come back. I'm ready to preach. Why, like over the summertime, we're asking some of our Sunday school teachers, hey, take the summer off, not from being a Christian. Take the summer off, be able to recoup, get yourself spiritually fed, spiritually strengthened. You know why? Because if you're not careful, instead of burning up, they'll burn out. Instead of burning up with joy, they'll burn out and be dry. And I'm saying, hey, get this time where the Scriptures come back alive to you and your relationship with the Lord and saturate in the Word of God. You know why? So that when we get started back in September, listen, we're just on fire for the Lord. And it's burning inside of us saying, listen, we just got something to be able to give out. I'm saying, Lord, would you help us with that? But maybe today, and I want to be sensitive to this, maybe, maybe today that's just not where you're at. You know what I'm asking the Lord? Speak to your heart saying, God, would you give it back to me? God, would you get it burning inside of me? You say, is this the only place we see this? No, we can go back to it. Remember what Jeremiah said? Boy, he wanted to shut up from preaching the word of God. He said, I'm done. (laughs) I'm throwing in the towel. I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. He said, but I couldn't. (laughs) He said, it was was a fire in my bones and and I had to give it out. I couldn't stop. What encouraged me is, listen, there's men like Jeremiah that came to that point. Now, can I say this? And I get around other preachers, and I know they don't understand it, and I don't say much of it. I hear preachers get up, and, and this has happened to pastors I've been around, and preachers, and not, not just full-time pastors, but preachers are faithfully serving God and teaching. Wake up on a Monday morning and say, I've written my resignation letter 20 times to be able to hand in. And some pastors have come to me, and they said, Brother Peter... Have you ever had that time? And I, I said, I'm just going to be honest. I said, I've never woken up. Now, listen, it might be tomorrow. But I said, I've never woken up on a Monday morning and said, I'm going I'm to go write my letter. I just haven't. There, there's something, and I, I'm not saying it's all a bed of roses or something, but, but I'm saying I'm just asking God to keep that fire burning and just be able to say, listen, if it's, if it's down a little bit, would, would you take some time in the Scriptures and in prayer and in fellowship of the saints to be able to rekindle that fire and to be able to stoke that fire a little bit? Get the Holy Ghost of God blowing on there to be able to get those flames blowing and saying, listen, did it not burn within us? And it may just take a little bit of time, but I'm asking this. Would that be the prayer of your life? And say, I'm more like the, the, the two. It broke my heart this week when I heard that testimony. And they said it used to be. And I'm thinking, why can't it be today? The highlight of the week of just assembling together and the burning inside of us that I've got to. I'm saying, Lord, would you do it? Now, understand everything that I've said has nothing to do with you just stirring up your emotions. None of it. You know where it starts? He expounded unto them the Scriptures. That's where it starts. And we get to it. 
boy, God starts speaking to our heart. Boy, it's just wonderful. Maybe if you haven't heard from the Lord, you're reading your Bible every day and you just haven't heard from him like you should. Boy, and then that day you've just been faithful reading the Bible, and boy, he just piles it on you. I mean, you, you can't write fast enough. You can't mark fast enough. I mean, God's loading your wagon while you're trying to read the Scriptures, speaking to you in so many different areas, and boy, it's just burning in your soul, and you're like, man, I can't wait to get to, get to church on Sunday, and I'm just going to unload all of it on them. Then the Lord says, nope, it's not for them. That was for you today. <laughs> now you need to get back in and find something for the church. <laughs> I'm saying, Lord, would you help that to get burning inside of us again? Maybe the fire has gone out. Can I say give some time? Let's get that thing rekindled. It might have used to be the highlight of your week. It used to be the joy. It used to be the desire to be able to gather together. And you say, well, that's just faded off for a while. And I'll say this. Don't give up on the Lord because the Lord hasn't given up on you. And he'll rekindle that and get it going. You say even sitting in church every week, it can become discouraging and depressing. I'm not even going to ask for a show of hands. I've been there traveling. I've walked in some churches and I'm saying, man, I'm glad I don't live within an hour of this place. I say, I don't know if I'd want to have to attend there faithfully. It'd be hard. And I'm saying, Lord, would you keep that fire burning? Just keep stoking the fire, not on emotions. Foundations, the Word of God. Expounded the Scriptures. And they said that's what burned inside of them when he opened the Scriptures. I'm saying, Lord, would you help us with that? Get that fire burning. Get excited to be a Christian again. Get excited to be going to church. Get excited to get back in the Bible. Excited to spend time in prayer. Get the joy of the Lord in your life again and asking the Lord to be able to help you with it. Hey, it may take a little bit of time. I I will say this. I can't flip the switch, but I'll sure come right alongside of you and pray with you. Say, God, would you do it? God, would you do it? Asking the Lord to. I won't get into about how they had the message. Boy, he gave them the command to Repentance and remission should be preached in his name among all nations. <laughs> they just, boy, something burning inside of them. They took the gospel everywhere, didn't they? And may I remind us, it was simultaneously in Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8, he said, both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost part of the earth, all the places at the same time. I'm saying, Lord, boy, it'll sure, it'll sure spark us, won't it, and get us burning to be able to do more and be able to serve the Lord. Let's ask God to be able to get that back to us. If there's a little area of your life you say, but it's just not on fire like it used to, and it may be different for each and every one of us. Well, i got a great Bible time, got a great prayer time, but man, I, I just despise going to church. No, something's wrong. Let's ask God to be able to get that back. Boy, I love going to church, but I just don't, get, I don't, I don't like getting in that Bible every day. Well, ask God to be able to stir that up. Well, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy going to church, but my personal time and the joy in my heart, it's just not there. Ask God to stir it up. Ask God to rekindle that fire and say, God, would you do that? And I'll say this. You have a commitment from this pulpit that I'm praying that the fire never goes out. And I'm praying God will keep it stirred up and we'll be on fire for the Lord and the scriptures will burn in our hearts on a daily basis as he opens them up to us. Well, I'm thankful for it.